United Airlines uh, flight 547 was supposed to depart Pearson International Airport this morning at 7 a.m. for O'Hare International Airport in Chicago. But something went wrong and they were stuck in the tarmac for four hours. Passengers were then told they had to get off the aircraft, move to a separate room. No screens, just chairs. What in the world was going on? Well, we have since learned. But I want to talk about uh, what went down at Pearson today. So we've got a security expert on the show. David Hyde is the owner and principal consultant, David Hyde and Associates. They're an independent security uh, consultants firm, I guess. How are you today, David? David, are you with me? All right. I'm not, can you hear me, David? Yeah, loud and clear. Okay, very, very good. Um, so, David, you know, I want to go back a little bit because we had some odd reports when this first went down, and, you know, we are trying to figure out exactly what was happening at Pearson International Airport. First thing we heard was somebody from San Paolo uh, pulled a Kevin McAllister, got on the wrong plane. Uh, we understand now that that didn't happen, but first off the hop, how difficult is it to get on the wrong plane at Pearson International Airport now? In terms of international flights, it would be next to impossible. I mean, obviously, human error can happen. We have seen that happen in the past, but the way security has been tightened up now, Kelly, and just the multiple layers of, you know, uh, really making sure that we have the right people in the right seats on the plane, what the airlines do this, the security authorities do it too. I think it would be exceptionally unlikely that would happen these days. Could it happen on uh, uh, just a national flight? And domestic security, uh, you know, is not quite at the mm. same high level. Uh, it's not quite as rigorous in terms of all the checks that are in place. So I think it's more likely to happen there. But again, very unlikely, given, again, the multiple layers and checks that we have in place in Canada as well. What we're learning is that United Airlines uh, flight uh, 547 from Toronto to Chicago was grounded because they found a mock improvised explosive device in a passenger's luggage. He was a 58-year-old American. He has since been arrested and charged with mischief. Uh, now, I know that people were taken off the plane. They were delayed. They weren't told what was going on in the you know initial stages of this uh, finding of this device. And it was a mock device, that, that needs to be said. Um, and then they were moved away to a, like, sequestered to a, a, like a room far from the actual airport terminal in a, in a separate area. David, is this typical procedure that we're seeing here, if something like this happens on a plane? It is, because these people had been pre-cleared to enter the U.S. So the U.S., this is why the U.S. Customs was in charge of this, these actions and the investigations. And you heard the airport authority and CATSA, which is the Canadian Transport Authority, really playing second fiddle to a degree. All of the passengers on that plane had been pre-cleared to enter the U.S., and once they're pre-cleared, they become the, the, the responsibility, frankly, of the U.S. border services here and in the U.S. when they arrive the other end. So if there's a security breach, once they've been pre-cleared, now they go to a separate area and there's a variety of protocols that would be in place. They may now need to search all the luggage. They may now need to research passengers because now they have a security threat that could mean that there may be more threats. This could be just a test of the system, mm -hmm. and there might be a live device in another bag or someone that poses a threat on that plane, and until they determine exactly what this is all about, that plane won't go anywhere, and those people will be sequestered until they figure this out. Turns out uh, there wasn't another device. Uh, you know, when you, you bring up the idea that this, could, this mock device could be a test, you know, is there a danger now that we played our hand or the Americans have played their hand on how we deal with uh, security threats, I mean, on, on what our process is or what their process is? 
Well, I mean, obviously, we, you know, we, 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 th- these protocols are in place for a reason, right? And, and any time that it reaches a certain threshold, and by the way, this isn't published. It's just you know, fairly common knowledge that if, if there is a certain type of security threat that, that people um, in authority discern that, that the plane ought not to take off or the other steps are taken, they're going to err on the side of caution. So on the one hand, yes, it does show the world or the population what can happen and, and that certainly that there could be um, you know, how you might be able to do a copycat or how you might be able to cause uh, uh, upheaval. At the same time, this is a very, very serious offense. Mm-hmm. This mischief offense with respect to aviation carries very, very high penalties. It can involve incarceration. So no one should be taking this lightly and thinking about this might be a good idea to do. Does it look like it, it might have been, a, you know, a, a test to see, you know, how we scan things, if we're finding things, what our security is like at Pearson? You know, it's possible, but you would normally think that this, it wouldn't be, you know, so closely tied to an individual. That individual has now been arrested and has to answer to this. I, we've seen this before uh, internationally. It has happened before, this kind of an incident. And typically it's one of three things. It could be a test. It's possible, although more unlikely. It could be a training device. Mm. The individual, the American that's now been arrested for mischief, may have been moving this um, mock IED as part of a you know, training exercise they'd conducted in Canada and they were returning or they were going to the U.S. returning you know, with this device because they're a security trainer. I know people that do this kind of training, and they do move those kind of devices around. But wouldn't they, they do, though, yeah. there's protocols in place to pre-warn the authorities, and there's things that should happen to make sure this doesn't happen. And the third possibility is it's just a, you know, it's a prank, and it's someone that wanted to try to cause upheaval. Yeah, what I was thinking uh, when I heard about the mischief charge, because I didn't realize how serious that mischief charge was, was that I wondered if it was one of those people that try and get things through so that they can then, you know, go to social media and say, look what I got through uh, to Chicago via Toronto. Yeah, and I mean, there's definitely a possibility, although now this is a 58-year-old guy from the U.S. that's been charged. I mean, it is possible, but typically you might find someone a little bit younger doing that, that you know, perhaps a a young adult who has not been conditioned in the ways of the world and doesn't realize perhaps how, uh, how serious this can be. So I'm leaning away from it, that, being, that being the cause. I think this, is, this seems to me that this individual uh, probably made a mistake, and, and, and they may be someone that uses this kind of device in a professional capacity, and they stupidly left it, on the, left it in, their, in their luggage. Either that or, like we just said, it's some mm-hmm. type of a test or a prank um, that unfortunately, uh, you know, caused a lot of mayhem today. Yeah, it, and it, it was uh, it was very worrying for the people at Pearson International. I know people, you know, uh, said that it didn't affect any of the other flights, but if you're driving to catch a flight somewhere and you hear that, uh, I mean, that's a little bit concerning. What is great is the fact that they acted so uh, quickly and, and remedied the situation. But I want to ask you about the speed for a second there. Uh, I did mention that they acted quickly uh, because the plane had not taken off, but... I mean, the plane was on the runway, was it not? It was, and this is one of the anomalies here, right, that we need to know more about. And, and, and in aviation security, you're always learning from the previous security breach. So we want to look at what happened here. Uh, evidently, they had, there, must, there must have been an X, some type of X-ray screening of all the luggage. Yeah. It seems likely to me from the facts that we know now that somebody saw something unusual on an X-ray of, of this piece of luggage. And the confusing part to me is why did it take so long for them to be able to determine that it was a a breach or a concern? 
Likely they had to call a supervisor. Certain things happened. And in the meantime, the plane was able to taxi and almost take off. By the way, if the plane had taken off and there was a breach, it would have returned. You know, just because the plane took off doesn't mean that it can't be pulled back to Pearson if there is determined to be a security breach that could put that plane in jeopardy. But I think there's a delay of communication here, and it, and it remains to be seen whether that was legitimate and it was just part of the process or whether someone dropped the ball mm. and there needs to be some lessons learned from this. Yeah, was this human error? I guess we'll find out as we uh, move on in the coming days. David, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. It's been a pleasure, Kelly. Cheers. David Hyde is an independent security consultant talking about what went down today at Pearson International Airport. A mock IED found in a United Airlines passenger luggage, 58-year-old American, and he has been charged with mischief.